millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Would you be the jerk for throwing the fact that your adoptive mom is not biologically related to your daughter in your adoptive mom's face? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for not taking the baby as soon as I was asked? Our daughter is seven weeks old. My wife is a full-time stay-at-home mom. Both of us want this until our daughter is at least five, starts school, and can openly communicate with us. I work full-time, making $25 an hour, and while the pay is good, I've been looking for something a bit better just so we have more fun money, basically. I get home from work today at 3 p.m. and she asks me to take the baby. As soon as asked though, I got a phone call that I suspected was from an interview so I said, hold on a second, and took the call. It was an interviewer and he wanted to do an over the phone interview and asked if it was a good time. I said yes. About 40 minutes later I go back in and my wife is cooking dinner with the baby strapped to her chest. I said I could take the baby now and she said, looks like I've got it, and dismisses me completely. She then turns off the stove, dinner was done, and goes into the bathroom with the baby and takes a shower with the baby. I go in and say she's being ridiculous and that I had to take a phone call and she snapped. She said, I take phone calls while holding the baby all the freaking time. I cook, clean, shower, crap and shave while holding the baby. Your excuse is pathetic. Am I the jerk for not taking the baby immediately? So the main shortcoming I see here is not taking a beat right before the interview was done just to go talk to your wife real quick and say, hey, I have a phone call interview. I can't take the baby right now. I'm sorry. But overall, even after the fact, if you explain the situation to them, I would hope that they would be understanding. I don't think OP's necessarily the jerk alone in this instance, but it makes me feel like really there's more going on that isn't in this story that is causing her to act this way. I mean, personally, if this is an interview opportunity for a potentially a life-changing job for your family, I think it's worth those 40 minutes that OP did take. In my opinion, you can't gamble in that situation and say that no, now is not a good time and hope that they'll actually call back sometime. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my sister it's her own fault her family is a mess because she wanted to adopt? My sister Lucy, 38, has always wanted a big family. She and her husband Tom, 40, had their son Logan, now 9, but due to complications, Lucy couldn't have more kids. Lucy was devastated. About three years ago, she and Tom decided to adopt. Tom never outright said he didn't want to go through with it, but it was clear to see he didn't care one way or the other and just wanted Lucy happy. Logan said he didn't want a sibling. Lucy brushed all over these concerns with the they'll get on board eventually attitude. Long story short, they were eventually matched with boy Jack, who's now 11. Lucy said they all bonded, but Jack had behavioral issues, and whenever I saw them, I picked up on the fact that over time, Tom seemed to be getting less and less keen, and many times when it was just adults, he commented on his worry that Jack had latent issues because of his traumatic past. Lucy adored Jack and rubbished these concerns. I brought up Tom's hesitation, but Lucy said it was just taking longer for him to bond. 
They officially adopted Jack about a year ago, and since then, things have fallen apart. Jack's behavior has either gotten a lot worse, or Lucy wasn't speaking about it as much before, but it's clear Tom is at his wit's end. According to Lucy, he works late constantly, and whenever Jack has a tantrum, he helps Lucy calm him down, and then takes Logan and leaves the house. Logan now hates Jack and won't play with him, which causes more issues, and he started to act out. He spent his last school holiday with my family and is set to spend Christmas with us again because even the family therapist says it's good for him to have some space. Having seen this all unfold has been heartbreaking. Tom and Logan look more miserable every time I see them, and though Lucy would never admit it, she does too. Whenever I speak to her, she talks about how hard it is, but always has Tom and Logan at fault. She has never taken any accountability for the fact that she didn't listen to anyone's concerns. She called me a couple of days ago to discuss plans for Christmas when Tom would be dropping Logan off at my home. She again started ranting about Tom has basically shut down at home with her and Jack and how she thinks he's going to leave. She was calling him every name in the book and then started saying she was disappointed that Logan doesn't love Jack and she can't believe she raised a bully. I lost it. I told her the real bully was her. She bullied her family into adoption as a form of wish fulfillment and Tom shouldn't have indulged her, but most of the blame falls on her for destroying her family. She screamed and cried and eventually called me evil and hung up. My parents are now saying I was a jerk for telling her that, even though we all think it, but I think she needed to hear it and stop blaming her own child for being unhappy living in the chaos she created. I don't really think OP's the jerk here. I think Tom was put in a very tough situation where they didn't want to give up on their relationship or their family, and they tried to stick through it and appease their wife, but it it really wasn't for them. And then she went and prioritized the kid over everything else, and it all just kind of degraded and fell apart. Our next story is, am I the jerk for brushing my daughter's friend's extremely matted hair out so she avoided a drastic cut? My daughter has a friend, a 13-year-old female who's been going through some health issues that I don't want to put here. A's mom passed away when she was little, so it's just her and her dad. Since he started dating his girlfriend, we'll call her C, A's needs have been pushed to the side a little, and he's just not noticed that A's been struggling. She's doing better now after getting the help she needed. However, A's hair has been extremely matted as it had not been brushed for months. A had been hiding her hair under hats and hoods at home and trying to disguise it at school and buns. She stayed over at the weekend and I only found out about her hair when they came downstairs after getting a comb stuck in A's hair, trying to fix it. I comforted A as she was ashamed about her hair, but had hoped that she and my daughter could fix it. My daughter convinced her to tell me about it as she'd been scared to say anything to anyone, as she thought she would be judged as her dad's girlfriend has made comments about her appearance when she was going through her health issues. When A was going through her issues, I made it clear to her and my daughter that our home is a judgment-free zone, and if she ever wanted to come to me or my husband for help, then she would get it. A then asked for help detangling her hair, so that's what I did. We put on some films and worked on detangling A's hair. It took hours, but it was doable. When A went home on Sunday, her hair was completely detangled and neatly braided into two Dutch braids. She was happy and thanked me for helping with her hair. Then, Monday, I got an angry phone call from C because she was meant to be taking A to get her hair cut due to how matted her hair was. Apparently, C and A's dad had noticed how bad it was and C had told me that she would get it sorted. C is mad because the salon they were going to had charged her a cancellation fee for canceling the day of the appointment. 
C wants me to pay her back for the cancellation fee as it's my fault for fixing A's hair when they were going to get it cut out. I told her that I wouldn't be paying it. I just did the right thing by A instead of going to the extreme option straight away. C then said that A was no longer allowed to be friends with my daughter and they would sue me for the cancellation fee. It was 60 British pounds, half the cost of the cut. My daughter told me that A knew about C wanting to cut her hair and A didn't want the haircut, which is why she went to my daughter for help. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A, like my own daughter's, has long hair, so cutting the matted hair out would have meant her losing well over half of the length of her hair. Am I the jerk for brushing out A's hair so she avoided getting a drastic cut? OP is absolutely not the jerk, and it would be laughable if they actually went through with this and took it to any kind of court. I don't think there would be a single court on earth that would look at this situation, look at what OP did, and try to charge them with anything. Our next story is, am I the jerk for siding with my daughter that she doesn't need to invite her sister to the popular table? Both of my daughters are in high school, my oldest Cindy is 16, and my youngest Emily is 14. Now, Cindy is quite popular, she's on the volleyball team and has a huge friend group. My youngest isn't very popular and her friend, Beth, is her main friend or ex-friend. It also doesn't help that she's into hobbies most other high schoolers don't care about. Emily and Beth got into a fight and Beth is not speaking to her anymore. She's sitting alone at lunch now. This came out yesterday and my husband wants Cindy to invite her to sit with her group of friends at the popular table. Cindy refused saying she doesn't want to do that. My husband was mad but when he tried to get me to back him up, I told him Cindy has every right to not want her little sister in her friend group, that you can't do that to her and Emily needs to make her own friends. My husband is ticked at me and Cindy. Emily is super upset that she doesn't have people to eat with and I'm wondering if I made the right call or if I'm being a jerk. I don't think OP's being the jerk here. I think in any situation where there's an older sibling that doesn't particularly want to hang out with their younger sibling, they should never be forced to just because they're siblings. And yeah, I mean, she kind of does have to just find her own way, make her own friends, find her own table to sit at. The intentions are good, but it's just not fair on the kids. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not wanting to eat street food on vacation with my wife? Okay, so me and my wife are currently on vacation to her home country here in Southeast Asia, and she really wanted to take me to a street food stall, which I would normally never eat at, but she convinced me to go with her. 
When we got there, it was really unhygienic, like the guy wasn't even wearing gloves or anything. So I refused to eat it because, well, who knows where his hands have been. This caused my wife to be mad at me for being too posh and refusing to eat something because the guy wasn't wearing any gloves, which she claims is perfectly normal. She brought up a couple other times I refused to do things with her because they weren't up to my normal standards. However, I think I was correct in this specific scenario because, well, I'm not eating food that some stranger without gloves or running water cooked. So am I the jerk? 100% you kind of have to suspend some comfort a little bit sometimes with these food stalls. And if that kind of thing is too much or too far, I understand and I don't think you're the jerk for having that boundary. I've heard of this stew dish that's in Bangkok that's been cooking for almost 50 years, if not over, apparently. And it's always been thought-provoking to me because I've always been interested in the idea of something like perpetual stew. But if given the chance, even if they try to explain how they do make it hygienic or they cook off everything plenty, there'd be some doubts going on, right? If you see somebody cooking something on a food street stall without any gloves, no running water, there'd be some questions and some doubts, right? Especially if you're not accustomed to that. Our next story is, am I the jerk for going to my sister's competitor when my daughter wanted to take ballet classes? My 34-year-old male, sister, 28-year-old female, is one of the owners of a local ballet school where she's also a teacher. My daughter, 5-year-old female, was interested in trying ballet, mostly from seeing her aunt dance and talking about how she must take ballet. However, I chose to take my daughter to get a trial class in another school. A brief context, my mother is a piano teacher and she decided to teach my sister and I when we were kids and it was a terrible experience, to me at least, because it was clear that she couldn't separate her role as a mother and as a teacher and she'd be hard on me in a way that she wasn't to her other students. That's not to say I think my sister wouldn't be able to keep things professional, it's just that I thought it was important to create a distance in this context. I didn't think to let my sister know beforehand about this. After all, it was just a trial class, and my daughter couldn't even be interested in continuing afterwards. Yet my sister found out that I took my daughter to her competitor. It's not that big of a town, and there are basically two schools around, so news fly fast. My sister called me to clear things up, and I could tell that she was very hurt. I tried to explain my reasoning, and she said the right thing would be to call her, so she wouldn't need to find out from somebody else. She also says it creates an image that her own family doesn't trust in her abilities as a teacher, which I think is nonsense. Am I the jerk here? I do think OP's the jerk here because one, she got the kid into the thing, so I think it's fair to, you know, kind of keep that pipeline going. Two, you really kind of were going behind their back when this is kind of their thing and you went away from it to a competitor. And three, and most importantly, your sister is not your mother. At least I certainly hope it's not unless you're out there shouting roll tide. Just because your mother couldn't separate those roles and were harsher on you, that doesn't mean your sister's going to be the same way. If anything, maybe she learned the same lesson you did. This next story is, am I the jerk for wanting my girlfriend to cook for me after I gave her food poisoning? My girlfriend and I have been together for three years and we moved in in April. She is a great cook and learned from her Italian grandma, but she can make almost everything under the sun. She traveled a lot when she was younger and loves Asian food the most. I thought I was a good cook, but she says my cooking is terrible. She took over the cooking now that we live together and tried to teach me, but then got impatient because she thought I wasn't trying. I am, but she gets mad when I don't get it the first time. I don't think she's that great of a teacher. 
She got mad because I didn't check if my chicken was done by cutting into it and making sure it isn't pink. I usually just poke it like she does, but she insists I should cut into it because I'm not very experienced. Recently, she's wanted me to cook once a week, and I've been trying even though it's clearly not coming out very well. She is a way better cook. Why doesn't she just cook? She clearly enjoys it, but she insists I have to learn. I can feed myself, but I don't feel the need to get as good as her. Clearly, her food is better, but I can survive on my own cooking, so it's good enough for me. Anyway, I cooked chicken and broccoli, and she ate a few pieces and then got up and cut up the chicken, and it was pink. She got really angry and yelled at me for trying to give her food poisoning. It's clearly just a mistake and I apologized, but she had diarrhea for a few days and had to miss work. Now, she won't cook for me and just cooks for herself. I usually eat out now that she doesn't pack me Tupperware, and it's really sad because it's one of the things I really enjoyed. Sitting down for lunch and seeing what she made for me. I told her she is punishing me for no reason and she's gotten mad and told me I intentionally didn't cook the chicken right, and I'm always expecting her to cook like I'm a kid. I'm pretty ticked by her comments, and we've argued over it, but I guess it's her right not to cook for me. I mean, forgive me if I'm getting the wrong impression here, but it feels to me like OP is going full-on weaponized incompetence. Just the whole, I'm not any good, you're so much better, why don't you just do it? That's some prime weaponized incompetence kind of speak. God forbid I know any respected cook would never be caught dead having it even in probably in their kitchen, but somebody should have given OP a meat thermometer so they can just do it right. And especially an issue in this relationship is OP expecting her to just be the only cook. Maybe it feels like she's pushing OP to cook all the time, but I think it's fair enough that you want to equally share the cooking responsibility. Our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to go in another room so my fiancé and the baby could sleep alone? My fiancé Jen, 29-year-old female, just gave birth to our daughter two months ago. She strictly breastfeeds, so as you can imagine, she gets far less sleep than I do. During the day, I help with changing or holding her, but all the feedings are up to Jen. The baby outright refuses a bottle. We've tried several times, but ultimately we're both okay with this. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Anyways, I'm kind of an independent startup video game developer. I did make one game two years ago, but it honestly wasn't that great. So while I do get revenue from it, it's definitely not much or even a livable wage. This time, however, I'm working with four other people and the game is turning out great. I also work a 9 to 5, but after getting home, having dinner with my fiance and looking after the baby for a while, I jump on and work on the game. For the past 2-3 to three nights, I've been up till 1-2am to 2 a.m. working on the game, and I have been ultra tired. I snore like a maniac when I'm tired. It's super embarrassing because I truly sound like a Mack truck, but yesterday the baby had her 2 month shots and she was so fussy, cried way more than normal. It was super hard for my fiancé to get her to sleep. I finally went to bed around 2am, and my fiancé immediately asked me to sleep on the couch so I wouldn't wake the baby with my snoring. I said no. 
I was so tired and the couch is not comfortable at all. I had to work early, I wanted to sleep. She didn't fight it but she called me a freaking jerk and walked out of the room with the baby. I woke up this morning to the baby in the crib in the nursery and my fiance asleep on the floor with no pillows or blankets. She still won't talk to me. First of all, can I just say OP should get a sleep study done just to make sure there's nothing funky going on? Or if there's something they could suggest maybe for the snoring if it's not actually a problem? I mean, if somebody's snoring like a Mack truck, I'm worried that there's some kind of sleep apnea going on. That said, being a parent is all about making those tired, long night sacrifices. I get it because I am the crankiest person if I am very tired and I'm not being allowed to sleep. I am miserable, but sometimes you just have to be the one to sacrifice and take the uncomfortable couch for the night. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my brother the reason his kid is bullied and unpopular is due to him? My brother is the type of person who decides to be their true self without anyone's opinions. He expresses this a ton with clothes, he'll wear outrageous stuff often, and his job is online so he wears his clothes often. Think Lady Gaga type of clothes. One day he's in a dress and the next he's wearing skin suit. This wasn't a problem until recently when he started to drop off his son for carpool. My daughter goes to the same school and I used to drive both of them. Ever since he started to do this, he just embarrassed his kid. My daughter refuses to carpool with him and wakes up early for the bus. Now, what I got from my daughter is he's known as the kid with the weird dad and bullied for it. She also informed me that she will not be helping him since she doesn't want it coming onto her since it's her uncle. I'm a little disappointed she won't stand up to them, but I also don't blame her for not wanting to get involved. It was bad today and my brother called me ranting that my daughter should stand up for him. I told him the reason his kid is bullied is due to him and he needs to send him on the bus or stop embarrassing him. He's ticked I blame him and being against his artist freedom. He thinks I'm a huge jerk. Listen, kids are cruel. If somebody has a parent that's dressing out of the norm, or there's anything about their appearance or their name is weird, they're going to find something to be cruel about. I think throughout time, there has always been kids that, even like the condition of their car alone, they would rather have their parents park a block or two away and walk the rest of the way just so they're not seen with them. I heard stories of older relatives who when they were kids and they went to school back in the olden days, they would have their mom drive them there and they would be there in the car and they would have hair rollers all in their hair. They wouldn't want to be caught dead with that. Personally, I don't think OP's the jerk. Our next story is, am I the jerk for pretending to not understand Japanese and making a kid cry? For context, I, 20 year old female, am an English teacher in Japan. I love my job and I absolutely love teaching kids. I've never made a kid cry until today. I have a student, let's call him Sam, who's 12. He's the class clown who absolutely loves attention and will do anything to get his classmates to notice him. Now, I have experience with plenty of goofy kids and I adore them. I let them joke around all the time unless they disturb other students the way Sam does. Sam is super disruptive and makes other students uncomfortable to say the least. I tried telling my boss and co-workers about this, but they basically told me I'm on my own. Not even a call to his parents was made. Recently, I rearranged the seating so that Sam sat far away from the other boys, as he does not do the same to the girls. This worked for a couple of weeks. He spent most of the class complaining in a mumbled voice, but he didn't touch anyone. But I guess he got bored of complaining because today, he spent most of his class hurling insults at me in Japanese. 
The class is mostly second English learning Japanese kids, and since I'm hired as a foreign teacher, I am strictly forbidden from speaking to the kids in Japanese. Anyways, when Sam starts calling me disgusting, a stupid old lady, etc., I admit I got a little upset because I know for a fact he would not speak the same way to the Japanese staff, and I knew telling him to stop would only make him want to do it more because I've tried multiple times in the past. So instead, in a loud voice I said, What did you say? Repeating the word he said in Japanese. What does that mean? Cute? You think I'm cute? Thank you. The other kids laughed a little and Sam got angry, but he kept trying to insult me throughout the class. I kept doing the same thing, pretending to think his insults were compliments. In the end, he got so frustrated he burst into tears. At the end of class, my coworkers saw that he was crying and I explained what happened. I got chastised for making a student cry. Am I the jerk? Edit, I'm getting a lot of comments asking how I could be teaching abroad at 20. I respect the hustle, so here's how I did it. My birthday's in December, so I'm almost 21 if that makes it better. I graduated high school in 2020 and started college during the fall. My degree required me to take 120 units and I already had AP credit, but the max amount I was able to use for my school was 6 units, so I had to take the remaining 114 units when I started. For each spring and fall semester, I took the max amount of classes I was allowed, which was 18 units each semester. I also took winter classes, 6 units each semester, and summer classes, 12 units each semester. That allowed me to graduate early last December. It was a lot of hard work, but summer and winter semesters were cheaper, and I had to pay my way through college, so it made all the difference. On top of this, I also taught ESL classes part-time during winter and summer break when I didn't have nearly as much schoolwork. My professors and counselors at school got me the job so that I could pay off the remainder of my school loans and boost my resume. About a semester before I graduated, I applied to my current teaching job in Japan, along with many others. A lot of schools in Japan and Korea only need proof of a degree in progress to consider you for a position. After a couple interviews, I was accepted, but didn't get a job placement until late December, after I officially got my degree. I moved to Japan and started working in January. Hope this clears things up. Okay, well, first of all, OP is a madman hustler, and I respect that because I've never had 5% the work ethic. That said, I don't think OP's the jerk here. I think it's a pretty natural way of dealing with kids, and honestly, it's a pretty, I think, good way. You're just kind of letting him get his own steam out, and he couldn't handle not having a one-up on you. But I don't think OP's the jerk. I don't think they deserve to be chastised over it. All in all, it was a pretty childish thing to cry over. I'm sure it'll be a, probably a pretty good learning lesson for him. This next story is, am I the jerk for telling my family I'll wear what I want to my sister's wedding because I'm not in the bridal party? To sum up the situation, I'm 29 and a trans woman. I'm from a Roman Catholic family and my parents are older, 71 and 67, and my sister, 32. Because of my life choices, my family and I are fairly estranged. I do not practice their faith anymore, while they are weekly churchgoers who actively participate in church gatherings and events. They have not accepted my transition and still commonly use my dead name, male name, despite how I changed it nearly three years ago. I will visit three to four times per year and occasionally exchange texts, but for the most part we widely do not interact except at holidays. It's not uncommon to go months between texts and pleasantries are pretty bare bones and surface level. 
For context, I'm treated as the family secret or black sheep of the family. I began transitioning in 2019 and my mother did not tell her extended family until the fall of 2022. About seven months ago, my sister announced she was getting married. I didn't even hear about the engagement until almost two weeks after she said yes and from my parents' social media posts no less. No one bothered to tell me. She's holding a Roman Catholic wedding, but because I'm transgender, she specifically has not included me in any bridal party activities, wedding planning, etc. No one invited me to the wedding shower, I wasn't asked to participate in the ceremony, I was simply sent a save the date in the mail like any other normal wedding guest. I was specifically told I was not going to be in the wedding party, and my partner was not welcome either. At this point, I'm just trying to be polite by still attending the wedding. Today, my mother texted me less than two weeks before the wedding asking if I could wear a navy pantsuit to the wedding. I absolutely do not want to wear a pantsuit, nor is there any time before the wedding to realistically have an outfit custom fitted even if I agreed to. I have no plans to wear inappropriate clothing. I plan to dress like any 30-something-year-old female guest would dress like normally, but my parents are becoming increasingly pushy and hostile that I suddenly conform to a specific type of clothing, specifically something that would make me look like a man, like a pantsuit, or something with slacks. I am very noticeably feminine. I've been transitioning for just under five years, and so wearing a pantsuit, I'd still look quite feminine. But I know my parents want me to wear a suit because it's acceptable clothing for what a man would wear. Because my family went so out of their way to tell me how uninvolved I will be in this wedding, I think it's wildly rude they suddenly want to say in how I dress and present myself. Had my family included me in the bridal party, I would have gone along, no question. But because they didn't, I think I'm perfectly in line and my parents are going too far. So Reddit, am I the jerk? I don't think OP's the jerk, and to be fair, they honestly should just come right out and say it. If you don't conform to what we want, just don't show up. Make it easy on everybody and just say that you don't want OP there. In fact, they're probably banking on OP just not showing up. Our next story is, am I the jerk for throwing the fact that my adoptive mom is not biologically related to my daughter in her face? So my backstory, my dad died when I was 9 and my mom when I was 15. After my mom died, my godmother adopted me. She calls herself and her husband my mom and dad. I call them mom and dad to strangers who don't know the story, but to them and friends, I call them by their name. They will be called Linda and Bob for this story. We generally get along and don't typically have issues. Now for the story. My husband, 26-year-old male, and I, 25-year-old female, had our first child five months ago. We are pretty lax first-time parents in my opinion. We've let people hold her as long as they've washed their hands since she was born. We've drawn a hard line that no one's mouth gets near her, like I don't even want your breath hitting her. We've had issues with Linda, 62-year-old female, not respecting that. She is constantly trying to kiss her cheeks or putting my baby's hands in her mouth. I have told her time and time again that this is not acceptable and I don't want my child getting sick. I've shown her the videos of other babies with RSV and COVID. She always agrees and says she won't do it anymore. My daughter and I went to her house for lunch this last Sunday, and while she was holding my daughter, I went to the restroom. While in there, I heard Bob, 64-year-old male, gasp and say Linda's name. When I came out and asked what happened, Linda gave Bob the look of, you better keep your mouth shut. Bob immediately tells me that Linda kissed my daughter on the mouth. 
I snatched my baby back and started loading her in the car seat to leave. Linda starts trying to get me to stay, saying we haven't even eaten, etc. I refuse to stay and tell her she won't be holding my daughter for a long time. She then says, it's just a kiss from Grammy, it's not going to hurt anything. I start yelling, it's not a Grammy kiss, it's a stranger kiss, you are not related to her, you share nothing biologically with her, and stormed out of the house. My husband says I'm not wrong, but I could have been nicer about it. I called Bob and he says Linda deserved it, and it was the only way she'd stop. All my friends though say I was being too mean and should have left without pointing out she's not really related. I don't blame OP, I think it's a very reasonable boundary to have. And as soon as OP turned their back, they utterly betrayed it. I mean, I feel bad for people who have herpes just because nobody ever looked out for them in situations like this. I've literally known of people who have it only because they were kissed as a baby on their forehead by somebody who was having a flare-up. So I respect the heck out of anybody that looks out for their kid, especially during COVID time. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.